If you've been with me the past few weeks, you know that the theme we've been talking about is all around goals, how to plan for them, how to reflect on last year, and how to push through that resistance we feel when working on our goals. And then you've heard some of my lessons that I've learned from the past year and how I'm trying to incorporate some of those lessons into my goals for this year. Hopefully that was helpful. That was episode 47 last week. But I have to round out this conversation, so to speak, with a few hacks that I love, truly, that help me do the stuff I just sometimes don't want to (laughs) do. Even if we want to, you know, to reach that goal or get something bad enough, sometimes you just don't want to do it. Can you relate? I love these hacks. I'm going to share them with you and I hope you find them as helpful as I do. And I also want to share with you some book recommendations because I know that these three books I have in mind that I'm going to tell you about, I know you're going to find them helpful and so inspiring as you move along your journey. You ready? Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. Okay, I want you to think about a time that you have struggled with, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this right now, or I just don't want to do this. Are you thinking about it? For me, it could be this. I don't feel like working out today. I'm so sore. I don't want to work out. I'm cold. I don't want to do it. I mean, it can go on and on. Here's the hack. Don't attach all that emotion to doing the thing you're not wanting to do. All that negative emotion. I mean, we give it so much attention sometimes. It's telling our brain, oh gosh, we don't want to do that ever. Can you relate to this? Maybe it's not working out for you. Maybe you're trying to write a book and you have to, you know, you committed to writing 2,500 words a day and you want this goal. It's just sometimes you just don't feel like writing. Oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. And you talk through it like this and it's this vicious cycle. Or maybe you've committed to walking outside every day for your heart and then it's cold outside. You just, you start complaining about the weather and how cold it is and oh my gosh, it's going to be icy and la, 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 la. So here it is. Stop putting all the emotion to it. No matter the goal, even if you really want these things, sometimes you're just not going to feel like it. I get that. But here's the key is to not put any emotion there. Don't even talk about it. For me, sometimes I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to tell people what I'm doing. I just get dressed go downstairs and work out. There's no talking. There's no complaining. There's no, almost no thinking. It's almost like I have to be a robot and it really helps. It gets me down there and it gets it done. So maybe you work out at a gym. Don't tell anybody about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk to yourself out loud about it. Just be emotionless. I'm telling you, it it works so well. And if you think about it, you know, we don't do that with like brushing our teeth. We don't sit there and complain and add all this emotion to brushing our teeth. We just do it. Kind of make it like that. Detach all the emotion 
and just get it done. It works so well. Let me know if you try it. Okay, we're gonna go to hack number two. You might've done this and I I think it's different than, um, so in habit formation, if we're trying to work on habits, James Clear and all of the people that are experts on the topic, they talk about the reward, you know, building rewards along the way to keep you going. This is not quite the reward, but this is making the experience, whatever you're doing, spicy or juicy or whatever you want to call it and make it as fun as you can. So for me, working out sometimes, right, when you don't want to do it, I go downstairs, I make it, I gamify it. I I take Bear, our our golden retriever, I take some treats, I hide them all in the workout room and all over, and I tell him to go search, and he goes and searches for him, and it's fun to watch him while I get ready, and it just kind of gets it to be more fun. And then I definitely add some really good music. That makes the experience just more fun in my mind, and then I remember that. So maybe it's not that, maybe it's writing. Let's go back to that example. Maybe you move to a different chair, a cozy chair, and then you you put on a candle or you make a really yummy drink, maybe a special tea or even a fun mocktail. I was on Pinchos the other night and they made this mango, oh my gosh, it was so good, mango spritzer mocktail. It looked so good. Anyway, anything that can kind of make it exciting and different for you, this actually really helps. And you might have to even change it up and keep it spicy. I I liked the word spicy, but to keep it fun. And that really helps the the mundaneness, I guess you could say, of whatever it is you're doing. I don't know if you've done this before, but try it. It really helps. The third hack, I love this one too. Oh my gosh, I call it the middle trick. I don't know if you do this, but here's some examples. Say you have to send out 50 emails. Well, let's stick with the same example of the working out for for a second because I started with that. So for me, if I have to do, oh my gosh, I have to do 15 reps. I don't want to do 15 reps. This is what my mind says. Okay, I'm just going to get to to seven or eight and then I'll see how I feel. And it's I'm going for the middle, right? But then when I'm at the middle, then you change. You change your thought and you reverse it and you're like, oh, I only have seven left. Okay, I could do this. And then you count down and it makes it so much easier. Have you done this? Here, do it with like, I, you have to send out 50 emails or whatever it is. Then you get really excited because you're getting close to the middle and halfway done. And you're like, oh, only a couple more. And then once you hit the middle and then you count backwards and you're like, okay, I only have 24 more to go. I'm telling you, it works. It's tricking your brain and it's getting excited about reaching the middle and then you're halfway there, but then you're getting excited to go back down. Okay, trust me, it works. It could be looking at time. It could be doing reps when you work out, anything. Please try it. Also, let me know how it goes. Okay, those are the hacks. I hope they help. I really do wanna know if you could send me a voicemail and tell me if you tried any of them or maybe you already do them or maybe, how about this? Maybe you have someone to sh- or something to share back with me, a new hack that I haven't talked about. I'd love it. Send me a voicemail. Let's move on to the book recommendations. I have a couple, three really good books. I love them, actually, that will help and support you in your journey to make this year so incredible, full of that positive change that you're craving or that you're working on, no matter what the category that may be. The first book, if you haven't read it, you need to. It's called Grit by Angela Duckworth. Her work around grit and perseverance, it's 
It's amazing. And it's such a good read. She has a lot of TED Talks on YouTube. She has so much knowledge and all of the research that she's done. It's so interesting. She really uh, talks about how a growth mindset, which we talk a lot about here, helps you to develop grit. And grit is really consistently working toward a goal, even when we struggle or we don't feel like doing it, or even when we fail. Another book, I actually just got this one, in fact, it's called The Ripple Effect by Dr. Greg Wells. I was so intrigued after reading more about him. I can't remember where I first heard of him, but I wanted to get this book. Dr. Wells is a performance physiologist, scientist, author, and athlete. And of course, I'll leave his info in his website below as well. But in a sentence, he says this, my mission is to leverage that research to help people become ultra healthy and perform at their highest level physically and mentally. I was so intrigued, but here's the thing. It's not that we have to be a performance athlete. It looks like this book is all about that ripple effect of, of, really, here it is, of sleeping and then eating better, and then how that affects how you move, and then it affects how you think, right? I know it's going to be a good book. And before you start, you know, dismissing it, it's all about for athletes, it's really not. Because on the back of the book, It says a couple of bullet points, but this one I found interesting. An hour of exercise can turn a B grade into an A. How cool is that? Um, Brain fog, anyone? (laughs) I'm raising my hand over here. I'll have to let you know how the book is, but I'm excited to read it. And the last book recommendation I have today is one of my favorites. It's The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Oh, I love it so much. It's the whole idea is that doing the simple things, the little habits and disciplines every day turn into huge successes over time. And this, this perseverance becomes the main differentiator of successful people, ones that reach their goals and the other 95% of people that don't. Interesting, isn't it? And how I look at this is you can take anything you're working on, all of the little things that you need to do daily. Will they make a difference if you skip it for a day? Probably not. Let's take an example. Say you're trying to master learning this piece. You play the piano or an instrument. Will it really make a difference if you don't practice for one day? Probably not, right? But what if you didn't feel like practicing a few more days and you skipped it a few more days? Over time, you weren't feeling it and then missing all of those practices, that's when it's going to make a huge difference. You can apply this to really any example, but I think you get the point. The author says that it's the things that are easy to do, but easy not to do, that we have to be aware of. When I thought of this book, I picked it up again and oh my gosh, I get all excited and I want to read it again. It's that good. I just want to tell you a couple examples from this book because it's so inspiring to me and I hope you find it as well. This is from the book, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And here's the example. A teenager named Steve. On his first day of high school, Steve filed in the auditorium with all the other students for their first assembly. And it goes on to say how he was sitting there and he just really wanted to be a performer. I won't go word for word. You can read it. It's on page 51. But there was a problem. He couldn't sing. He couldn't dance. He couldn't act. And now he looks back and he says, thankfully, perseverance is a great substitute for talent. 
But despite the fact that he didn't have any special skills or talent for performing, and he was absolutely no good at being on stage, he set to do it anyway. Hour after hour, day after day, he studied magic tricks. He taught himself the banjo. He tried out lines on anyone who would listen and worked on turning his quirky sense of humor into bits that would hopefully not completely fall flat in front of an audience. He did that for years and years, with little evidence, at least not at first, that he was really getting anywhere. And then, 15 years later, Steve Martin was the single biggest audience draw in the history of stand-up comedy. Isn't that a cool story? So it really is working and working on something until you get that slight edge. I just want to encourage you to keep going no matter what you're working on because all of those little steps you're taking will add up to a big, big change in your life. I want to end with one of the Slight Edge readers. They wrote in some uh, testimonials and personal stories, and I just loved this one. Before reading this book, I tended to lead a life of blame. I never accepted any responsibility. It was never my fault, always someone else's, always something other than me that prevented me from succeeding. After reading this book, I realized I had a decision to make. Continue on my path of failure or change. Sometimes it seems like it's too late in life to change things. I realize now that it is never too late. But you have to start somewhere. It's up to you to dig deep, look at things from the past, and strive to be better in the future with just a few simple changes. Charlie Virgil, DeKalb, Illinois. I really thought that was inspiring. I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.